The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am hoping that today's podcast episode can be a midweek pick-me-up if you are feeling like you need a little extra motivation or inspiration to just keep doing what you're doing with whatever ways you are managing your MS. So I had an experience recently where I was treating my Boston-based clients. So about once every two to three months, I travel from Buffalo to Boston And I treat my clients there. And I absolutely love this because it's all in-home physical therapy sessions. So I get to go directly to my client's home and treat them right there, which is an amazing benefit because I can see exactly how they're living their life. I can see how tall or short their toilet seat is and if that is a struggle for them or not. I can watch them get in and out of their bed to see if that's a struggle or not. I can see exactly what their stairs look like and watch them go up and down their stairs, maneuver around their home, get up and down off of their couch. So there's lots of benefits. I love it. But anyways, I digress. I was working with one of my clients and she was doing amazing. This is someone who I've been working with for probably the last three years. Yeah, I want to say about three years. And I was there, we were working on our normal things, a little bit of strengthening, a little bit of balance, some stretching, some core work. And she's telling me how amazing she's feeling, how she is noticing that she's walking better. She's noticing that she has less foot drop, that she's tripping less and scuffing her feet less, that she's able to bend down to pick something off of the floor with more strength. She doesn't lose her balance when she's in the kitchen, turning around to the countertop and then turning back around to the refrigerator. So she's noticing all of these amazing benefits, like actual functional activities in her day-to-day life are getting easier, less painful, less challenging. And then I get a text from her the next day. So we finish our session all is well. I get a text from her the next day and it says that she just went to her neurologist's office. And one thing that her neurologist does every time is she tests her strength. And apparently, according to the last time that she went to her neurologist, her strength isn't as strong. So she's weaker. She's testing weaker in her legs. As you can imagine, my client was feeling very confused and a little bit lost. Part of her was feeling so confident the day before, but then now she's feeling like, well, what the heck? Am I not actually improving? Am I not actually getting stronger? My neurologist is telling me that I'm weaker. 
So she was texting me these results about how her neurologist was telling her that she was weaker. And I could tell from the text that my client was approaching this downward mental spiral of feeling discouraged and like what she's doing isn't helping. And either she needs to stop what she's doing altogether or switch it up, make some drastic change. And she's offering all of these ideas of how she should change things or what she should do all with this underlying theme of disappointment and discouragement. So I had to stop her from this downward spiral. And I responded saying, well, let me ask you, how are you feeling? You know, yesterday you were feeling very confident. If you take these results aside, you know, put them in on the back burner for right now. How are you feeling today? Did you feel strong when you walked into your neurologist's office? Did you feel strong when you were doing the timed 25 foot walk test? Did you feel more balanced? How was your energy levels? And she said, she was like, yeah, I felt great with all of those things, which is why I'm so confused, which leads me to my point of this entire podcast episode today. And my point is to separate your test results from how you're feeling. In this case, and I have another example for you too, but in this case, the test results of testing weaker for her leg strength should be viewed separately from her body and how she's feeling. Because they are both valuable pieces of information, but they don't always correlate and they don't always dictate one another. So therefore, if your tests are showing that you're weaker, but you're feeling stronger, you're feeling fine, that is possible. It is possible to feel strong and confident and better mobility, but your neurologist might be testing weaker strength or worse balance. They are not cohesive. They do not mean the same thing. They are both valuable pieces of information. But the reason it's important to think of them as two separate things is because if you hang on to the negative part, if you hang on to the part that makes you feel like you're not doing well, then it's so easy to forget all of the progress that you've made. And when you forget that, it's easy to feel discouraged and fall off track and stay off track. And then you have to work even harder just to get back to where you were before when you were feeling stronger and better. So what I encourage my client to do is focus on how she was feeling because she was feeling really great. And when she focuses on that, she's more motivated and encouraged to stay on track with her exercises and to do them consistently. So it can be challenging to separate the two, but it is necessary, especially if one of those pieces of information is negative. And there's a few reasons why she could have been testing weaker. One big potential reason is that testing for strength is very subjective. It is purely dependent on the person that is testing you and what their strength is like. So if I were to test your strength, I might grade you a score that is very different from if there is another physical therapist or maybe your neurologist who is six foot five, weighs 300 pounds, they might be much stronger than me. And therefore they might grade you weaker because you weren't able to lift up against their hand. Whereas I may have graded you stronger. So it's very subjective. There's a lot of room for error in these subjective tests that you would do at your neurologist's office, like balance testing and strength testing. 
However, there are other variables too. Maybe you were tested at a different time or you were tested when you actually were feeling a little bit tired or more fatigued, regardless of why you scored less. If you feel like it is not affecting you physically, then take it with a grain of salt. Another example of this is your MRI testing. So this is a really tricky one to navigate as well, because I've had several clients in a very similar position to my first client, but the thing that was triggering to them wasn't necessarily a test that their neurologist did or that their physical therapist did, but rather the test of their MRI. And we think of MRIs often as the be all end all, as in, I have a new lesion. Okay. My disease is progressing. Or, you know, I have more lesions. That means that I'm not doing well. I'm not managing my, my MS as well as I could be. But again, in reality, that might not be the case at all. I have had several clients who were doing so well with their exercises, similar to the first client that I mentioned, they were feeling stronger, better, more motivated, more energy, more confident, more empowered, all of these amazing things. But then they went and had their MRI and it showed a new lesion. And if you don't separate the two, if you don't separate the test from how you are actually feeling, you can see how it would be so discouraging that could put you in a downward spiral feeling like you're not doing enough. You're not doing the right things to manage your MS, but it is possible to have a new lesion and have it not affect you physically. You might have a new lesion or maybe even several lesions and you don't notice. It does not affect your strength, your balance, your cognition, your walking. You don't notice it. But if you are focused on the fact that you have a new lesion, that can put you in that downward spiral that can lead to making worse choices, like not exercising, switching something up that causes more stress that is unnecessary. I recently posted about this on social media and so many people commented in the comment section of the post saying that they couldn't agree more, that their MRIs look like Christmas trees that are fully lit up, but they're fine. Their walking is not any different than when they had fewer lesions. Now, of course, this is not always the case. There are situations where you might have a new lesion and you know it because you are feeling worse symptoms, exacerbated symptoms, and that's different. But I want to encourage you to take a look at the tests as being a separate measure of how you're doing from how you are feeling. How you are feeling is extremely important. And also this goes the other way. If your tests show that you're fine, if your tests show no new lesions or that you have just as much strength or balance as last time, that your walking is just the same as last time, but you are not feeling well, you are feeling weaker, you are feeling more off balance, you're tripping more, you're feeling more fatigued, that is valuable. Just because your tests are saying, oh, this isn't any issue, you're doing fine. If you're not feeling fine, that is enough reason to ask your doctors, whether it's your neurologist or primary care physician, general practitioner, ask them to see someone else, whether it be a specialist or just get a second opinion, take action towards figuring it out. And it might just be a small tweak in your nutrition 
or a small tweak in your sleep cycle or in getting more sunlight or staying more hydrated. There are lots of small changes that we can do that can make a big change on our bodies. So it might just be a small change or it might require a conversation with a specialist or getting a second opinion about the specific symptom that you're feeling. Sometimes it's easy to feel like the neurologist is the main person for MS, but think about all the different MS symptoms. There are lots of specialists out there that focus on specific symptoms of MS. One of the first examples I can think of is bowel and bladder. If you're having urinary or bowel urgency, frequency, incontinence, there are urologists. Urologists specialize in bowel and bladder function. There are sleep specialists. There are cognitive behavioral therapists to focus on fatigue. So there's almost always someone that you can be referred to to help with a symptom. I hope this message helps you feel empowered to listen to your body. That is such valuable information. And try your best not to let external factors like results from your MRIs, results from testing from your PT or your neurologist, try not to let those affect you, especially if you are feeling well. But even if you're not feeling well, how you are feeling is the most important indicator of if you need to make a change or not. Try your best not to let these external factors change the way that you're doing something if a change is not needed. And by the way, if you do live in the Boston area and you are interested in me coming to your home, reach out to me. The best place to reach out would either be Instagram or my email. I will put both of those in the show notes and we can chat to see if it would be a good fit for you or not. And also I have a really exciting update. I'll probably go more into it in a separate podcast episode, but I am writing a book and I am so excited about it. At this time, I don't have a title for it yet. I'm probably going to throw some ideas out there and poll you guys to see what you would like to see as the title of the book, but its focus is MS specific exercises and symptom management strategies to help you live your best life with MS and feel more confident in your day-to-day life, even with your MS. I am obviously a little biased, but I was nervous to write the book. Part of me felt like I share so much in my online program, The Missing Link. I share so much on YouTube and on my podcast and Instagram and Twitter and all these places. Who really wants to read a book? But I kept getting feedback that people did want all of my knowledge and expertise written down in one place. So I thought, all right, why not? Let me start this process of writing a book. I was a little nervous, but I didn't think it would go very well, but I am loving it. I am someone who has a type A personality, I would say. I love tangible tips of things that I can do for specific things that I'm feeling or things that I'm going through. And that's exactly what I am putting in my book. So I have a whole chapter on neuroplasticity and I share about seven to 10, I can't remember exactly, different things that you can do to make it even more likely that neuroplasticity will occur for you. Additionally, I have a chapter on functional exercise and I give exact tips and strategies bulleted so that you can see exactly what to do to make sure your exercises are functional. 
I even have a troubleshooting section, which reviews exactly what to do when you run into certain situations, like if you've fallen or for whatever reason, you're on the floor and you need to stand up. Or if you constantly use your arms to lift your leg instead of your hands, what should you do? Or if you want to climb the stairs easier, but you're pulling with your arms, what to do? So this troubleshooting section is going to be a really, really handy chapter for you guys. But there's tons of tips throughout the whole thing. I am so excited. I don't have a release date yet, but I'll definitely keep you guys posted. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.